taught you and today we're talking about who taught you how to be vulnerable who taught you how to be vulnerable right in this episode of of who taught you i am your host clifton brantley and i'm glad you joined me uh this is definitely an important topic to address it's an important topic to get some clarity on because man there are so many people in relationships especially marriage who they're just not they're not being authentic they're not vulnerable and i believe they may not understand just how uh dangerous or impactful even toxic that being non-vulnerable can be so i want to talk about that and you know, when you, when you hear about vulnerability, you think that it's mostly men. But the reality is, it's a lot of women also, right? We, we, we see a lot of men who it's, it's difficult for them to open up. It's difficult for them to, to be vulnerable and share uh, their inner thoughts and feelings. But this year in particular, in my office, I've had at least, at least four couples come in my office this year where the wife was fed up with the marriage. The husband was clueless as to how bad the marriage was. And now they're calling on me to save it. And all four of them, I think except one, I think except one divorced because the wife was not being honest about what was going on inside of her and how she was feeling and her experience in the marriage. Like she wasn't in every situation it because so at first I thought that it was because these brothers were being like they they were being blind, like they're not being present in their relationship. They're not they're not paying attention to their wife's needs. Right. They they're being buttholes or whatever. And they just want to be and they're not taking seriously what their wife is saying when they say, I don't like this or that hurts or this makes me upset. But what I found out is this. These brothers, though they were having issues of, you know, like like character issues and things that like they knew they weren't being perfect. Like I know I wasn't being the best husband, but I they, they say I had no idea that it was as bad as it is. And when I started to hear these women admit that they were not sharing with their husbands how they feel, what they think. Uh, the things that hurt them, you know, my, my question was, well, how, how was he going to, how was he going to know what to fix if you never tell him? Right. And so I want to talk about this topic of, of, um, of vulnerability and, and we're just going to talk. Okay. We, we just going, we just going to talk today to kind of unpack this whole vulnerability thing. So, so the thing about vulnerability and transparency is so you've heard me say every human being lives in a different world like your world exists in your mind that's the only place that your world exists is in your mind so if your world exists in your mind and your partner is not in in your mind then there's no way for them to know what's going on in your world unless you tell them okay you got to open up and you have to tell them you cannot have a productive, 
healthy, love-filled relationship without vulnerability or transparency. Some, sometimes we use the word transparency. It's kind of interchangeable. But you're not going to have a healthy, quality, loving relationship without being vulnerable, without being transparent. In other words, holding things in. Like if you hold in the issues that you have with your partner, how do they work on them? I have so many people or I've come across so many people who come to marriage with the the false perception that because we love each other, we're going to automatically just know each other. And really, really, the false perception is this. Because we love each other, we think alike. Because because we love each other, we believe the same things because we love each other. We both want the same things. And usually, so that's not really the issue. The issue, the issue is the fact that when one of you or both of you, God forbid, but if one of you won't open up about what you want and need. And so you think that what the other person is doing, they're doing to intentionally harm you because, hey, they know I like this or they know marriage should be this way or that way. And you're assuming that you guys both have the same understanding and definition of marriage and you don't. It's not possible. Y'all are different people with different experiences, with different belief systems and different internal dictionaries. So if you don't communicate what's going on inside of you, particularly as it relates to your partner and things that they do that you don't like, how can you have a healthy relationship? How is that possible? Like, how, how do you do that? I don't know how you do it. As, as a matter of fact, you can't. That's why. That's why I don't know how, because you can't do that. I understand. So some of us have had childhoods where, you know, our childhood stuff starts to show up in the relationship and it starts to sabotage the relationship. So I understand completely not being able to or, or not having confidence in expressing yourself because in your childhood you weren't allowed to. Right. I just did. I just did a, a Manhood Mondays presentation last week and I talked about that exact thing. Like I learned to not stick up for myself. I learned to not speak up for myself. I learned that in childhood. Right. But as an adult, because I am now the one living my life and not no one else, I had to get over that because that was sabotaging my life. Right. I could I could not continue to live and get run over or or if I don't get run over, then the way that I respond is immature and childish. So you hurt me. Now I got to hurt you. I didn't want that. And so I went to work doing the work to get over that difficulty so that I could express myself better. I remember when I remember when um, I was how old was I? I don't know how old I was. But I probably was in my early 20s. Yeah, I think I was in my early 20s. And I decided that uh, from, from some experiences that I had, I decided that young, I decided, you know what? I'm going to learn how to be a better communicator so that I can tell my partner what's going on inside of me 
so they can always know where I am emotionally and they won't ha- they won't have to guess. And I, I, det- I came up with that because I had dealt with some women who you were always guessing. Do they like you or don't like you? Are they into you or are they not into you? Right. And so I said, you know what? I'm going to be the kind of person to where I express myself so my partner does not have to try to figure out where I am. And you know what I'm saying? But everybody, everybody did not take up that, um, that mantle. (laughs) Everybody didn't make that promise to themselves. And so, uh, throughout the years, I have often found myself in situations where, uh, people are not as communicative as I am. And that's fine. Like everybody's not the same, but when you get into marriage, right? You're not talking it's not, that's like not talking and healthy marriage. They don't go to the same school. They don't live in the same neighborhood. They're not even in the same city, right? They're, those are two different things. They're not even related. You can't have one and the, you can't have both of them at the same time. So I want to talk to you about like, you know, uh, and I guess mostly for you ladies, because that's what I've experienced a lot this year. Like, I don't, I know the reason men don't share and, and we men got to get over that. Like we have to learn how to communicate and express ourselves and be vulnerable. But these women, it's so interesting to me that so many women are afraid to speak their minds to their life partner. I'm not talking about to a stranger but to their life partner, how do you go years? Because these couples that I'm, you know, that came to me, they've been married. They had been married for years. And one of them, the wife said, uh, she's been feeling this way from close to the beginning. And I think they've been together like 12 years to me. That's crazy. Like, are you, you have not expressed to your husband all of his failures, like how was that brother going to get it right? You, you you put him in a situation where he has no option but failure. And I want to encourage you not to do that. So. So what's the issue? What what what, what is the issue? Of uh, why? Why are people hiding and not being vulnerable? Why? Why are people not showing up? The, the short answer and the core answer is fear. It's fear. But what are you afraid of? What's going to happen to you? Like, really, ask yourself, if I express that I don't like it when my husband make me eggs, so he's been making me eggs for a year, but what's going to happen if I tell him, hey, you know, I really don't like your eggs. I don't like your cooking. What if you, I, I don't like your cooking. What, what's the worst that's going to happen? He going to stop cooking for you. Okay, great. He going to curse you out. I mean, okay. That's going to, how, if he curse you out, because that's bad, right? Well, let's say that's bad. But cursing you out, if that's the worst, getting cursed out is preventing you from showing up fully in life. Like, is he going to hit you? If you fear he's going to hit you, then leave. Don't don't stay around if you fear abuse. If you fear you're going to be judged, you got to get over that life. Every, look, we're human beings. We're not supposed to judge, but it's what we do. 
But are you saying then that you cannot get somebody up off of you? You can't correct a person when they're handling you incorrectly. You just got to take it. So you just got to be a punching bag. If that's your reality, men or women, you should not be married. Because you cannot do life with someone while you are holding back and them giving their all, even if they're giving their all in the wrong way. I, I tell couples this all the time. As life partners, it's your responsibility to help your partner be right. If you see them going the wrong way, don't let them keep just that's not love. Love will not allow you. This is a good point. This is a good point. Love will not allow you to see your partner going the wrong way and not say anything. Love won't let you do that. But fear, walking in fear, will override your love and fear will sabotage your relationship. The Bible calls it the fear of man. Why is it called the fear of man? Because you are afraid of what other people are going to do and say about you and your life. They're your thoughts. They're yours. You're responsible for them. You're afraid to show up in life because of what some folk going to think who don't have a heaven or hell to put you in. If you live this way, you will suffer. Even in your marriage. Now, one of these situations, I know for sure, uh, well, I guess I can't say I know for sure. I can't say I know for sure. But as, from, say, as far as I can tell, the brother was a good brother, right? The areas where he messed up in are areas where anybody could mess up in because he was going based on what he thought was right and his perception, which is what all, all of us do. But the wife never told him he was going the wrong way. She never told him, hey, um, I don't like it when you... Um, don't want to spend time with my family. I don't like it when you try to prevent me from spending time with my family. She never said anything. She just held resentment. And that's another thing. If you hold your stuff in, you are going to develop resentment. And the problem is you're holding things in that your partner knows nothing about. He can't address it or she can't address it. If it's a man doing it, your partner can't address whatever you're holding in. So how are they going to get better? Resentment is going to happen. Like <laughs> resentment is inevitable. If you have issues that that you don't let them know need to be addressed. So then they don't get addressed, but they're inside of your mind. So in your mind, you are going to make up why they're doing what they're doing. You're going to make up why you can't say anything. You're going to make up how bad it is. You processing what you're getting from their world. 100% based on what's in your world and you misunderstanding them is going to have you guys in a place that you can't come back from. It's going to have you in a place that you can't, you can't come back from. So, um, vulnerability is necessary for love to flow. And so here's what happened. Uh, what I brought up in my office to these women and they, they didn't like it. I, I understand, right? I, I understand. I understand when I say difficult things to some people, they don't, you know, they don't respond well, but 
uh, like this morning I had a, I had a consultation and they want to work with me. And I told them, I say, you know, you guys don't need therapy. I need to break up. Right. And um, that's that's what they needed. Where they were, they weren't married. Right. If they were married, I wouldn't have said that. But the, what they were dealing with, I'm like, yeah, y'all don't need therapy. Y'all need to break up. So, you know, I, I I'll share the truth. So anyway, back to these wives. So in the office, the wives didn't like it what I told them, but I said, you know, uh, I have to question whether or not you really love your husband because the way you've operated in the marriage, wanting him. So I get wanting to be romanced. I get wanting to be talked to a certain way. I get all the things that you say he's done wrong. Like those. Yeah. He needs to address those, but I question your love for not, giving him the information he needs to be successful in the marriage that you're in. That's not love. And so you can say that you love your husband all you want to, but your actions say something different because love doesn't look like that. And, you know, speak I, this. I should have did. I, I forgot. I'll do that next episode. I, this episode was actually supposed to be who taught you how to love because uh, there's some things about love that I find I, I see that I need to explain again because people mistakenly think just because you feel a certain way. That means that is love. It's not love. And the problem is people will come in my office and they'll tell me they love, you know, their husband or wife. And then they tell me the behavior that's connected to that. And I say, that's not love. And they want to tell me, like, you know, you can't tell me, you know, I don't love them. You're right. I guess I can't. But I could tell you that behavior is not. So if you love them, riddle me this, Batman. If you love them, how is it that your behavior is consistently, not occasionally, consistently unloving? How, how How is that? If it's not water, how is it that every time I put my finger in it, here's a better question, right? If it's not liquid, how is it every time I put my finger in it is wet? Same thing. Like, like if somebody say, you know, this ain't no liquid. Well, why when I every time I put my hand in it is wet? This ain't no cell phone. Well, how come every time I push buttons on it and push call, somebody voice show up on the other end? Explain this to me. It doesn't make sense. And so. Men and women, if you want to have a better marriage, you got to become vulnerable. So I was talking about love. So the thing about love is this uh, love looks a certain way. You don't get to define love the way you want to define it just because you're in your 40s or 50s. And you've called a certain thing love for a long time does not make it love. That doesn't that doesn't mean that that's love just because you say it's love. Right. Love looks a certain way. Love, love does certain things. Love is not just a feeling. So just because I have strong feelings for you does not mean that uh, I actually love you. Love is tested. And difficulty. And what these couples constantly tell me is that when difficulty show up, my love folds. No, they don't say that. They don't say that. 
um, directly, but that's what their behaviors say. The behavior says, I mean, you know, um, I love, so, so the, the words say, I love you, but the behavior says, I'm afraid of you. How can you love somebody you're afraid of? The Bible says, um, there is no fear in love because perfect love casts out fear. So what is it that you're afraid of? So what I'm saying is a lot of people think that they are loving their partner. I got another couple, um, you know, they, they say they love each other, but they are the picture ch children for toxic relationships. How are you saying you love one another and you treat each other like that? How are you saying we love each other? Yeah. It doesn't make sense to me. Okay. And so how is the vulnerability and the love connected together? Because if you love someone, check that. If you love your life partner, because loving everybody, you don't love everybody the same. Like you love your children, you love your husband or wife, you love your mom, you love your cousins. So, but all those loves and how they show up is different. But with your life partner, the person you are supposed to be most vulnerable with, if you cannot open up to them, you want to ask yourself why? And if the answer is because I don't know how or because I'm afraid or anything like that, you got to get help because you are going to sabotage your relationship without fail. You're going to sabotage it. Right. Um, like I said, it was it was it was at least at least four couples. At least four couples that came into my office this year and the husband was clueless as to the state of their marriage. The wife was pretty much done and all of them except for one. And, and actually the last one, they may have divorced also, but anyway, all of them divorced. Like the wives quit. They were like, I can't take this. But you never told him all through the years what he was doing wrong. How was that brother going to fix it? And I'm not. So I know this may happen with women, too. I mean, with uh, with me. So I know I know men have difficulty being vulnerable. I know this. But this year, the the way I've seen women being non-vulnerable, not sharing what's not sharing what's bothering them, bothering them, not sharing what issues they have, but then getting to the place of being fed up, coming to therapy as a last resort. Like you bringing me all these pieces. I mean, I, I'm good, but I don't do magic. I, I don't, I'm not Charlie Wilson, right? I can't do magic on your marriage when you've let it get to this point to where this brother, he thought he was doing good. He thought he was loving you. And all the while, he's just failing after fail, after fail, after fail. And then now you spring it all on him. And he's like, well, I didn't know. But you so far gone that you can't even come back. And I'm trying to help you. Well, others <laughs> not be that way. Vulnerability is your friend. There's nothing to be afraid of. Maybe I shouldn't say there's nothing to be afraid of. Okay. I won't say there's nothing to be afraid of because 
Um, you, you can be afraid of, and I know you can be afraid of being rejected, be afraid of uh, being judged and be, af- you know, be afraid of, of them not hearing you. Um, but, but in my mind and in the context of love, those things don't matter. You still have to share. Like if it was easy, everybody would be doing it. Ain't nobody said marriage was easy. Nobody said, nobody said this was going to be a walk in the park. Well, some folk think that, right? But it's not. So you have to commit yourself to, if you can't be vulnerable, you got to commit yourself to working on being able to open up at least to your life partner. You ain't got to open up to the rest of the world. You don't have to tell everybody what's going on with you, but you got to tell somebody why not your best friend who's supposed to be your spouse? And why aren't you guys best friends? Let's talk about that. The reason y'all aren't best friends, because one or both of you are hiding. How do you build a love connection? How do you build a strong, healthy, whole relationship and or marriage? When one or both of you are hiding. How do you do that? You... So we talk about, you know. Uh, falling in love with someone's representative. Everybody does that, right? I know it's a joke by Chris Rock and, you know, you don't meet folk, you meet their representative. Yeah, but that's not because people are shady. It's just because on one hand, it's just human nature for me to be my best self when I meet new people. But on the other hand, it's human nature for folk who meet me to see me through the lens of their world and not mine. And so even though I'm showing you the best of me, you are also assuming a lot. That's why we have to take the time to get to know each other before we start making all these life commitments because you don't know me and I don't know you. But once we get married and get into a relationship, uh, not being vulnerable, that's like a ticking time bomb in the relationship just waiting to go off. And it's going to injure both of you. It's not going to just injure the one that's holding back. It's going to injure both of you. Right? So, I strongly want to encourage you, strongly, strongly, strongly want to encourage you, work on your inability to be vulnerable because you, you know, I'm going back to these, these husbands and these wives, right? Particularly, and the reason I'm, I'm on this is because, like I said, I know how men uh, have a difficulty being vulnerable for a variety of reasons. Like I understand those, but what I'm learning is that women some women have just as difficult of time being vulnerable. That brother's not perfect. He, he, there's no way for him to be perfect. And so if he's messing up and you're not telling him, how does he get better? You think God just going to just, Hey son, just, she wants this, get better. God's not going to run your relationship for you. I don't care how much you pray. Some stuff he just not going to do. You got to do it. And when you don't share, when you when you when you hold stuff in, let me tell you what's inevitable. Resentment. You're going to develop resentment. Resentment is unresolved anger, frustration and pain. And the reason it's unresolved is because you are living in your head. They have a whole. So. I'm going to say this again. I said it at the beginning, but I'm going to say it again. All of us 
have. So all of us live in. How many? How many? I wish I could look it up real quick. How many humans are on the planet? How many? How many humans we have on the planet? So I can give y'all an exact number, right? Not that it'll make a difference. Like how? I was really finna write how many humans are. Uh, uh, what's the current population? What's the world population? Let's can we look this up real time? What's the world population? Uh, let's see. Let's see. The world population. This doesn't tell me anything. 370 million. No, today. Like, I don't. Okay. Maybe I shouldn't have went to Wikipedia. Let's go back. Let's do that again. What is the world population? Let's see. 7.8 billion people. That's 2021. So let's. So, so listen, there are 7.8 billion worlds on this planet. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Every human being lives in a different world. I don't know why I was looking over there. Every human being lives in a different world. Your world only exists in your mind. You want me to prove it to you? I'm going to prove it to you. Because I think y'all be thinking I'll be making up stuff. Let me show you. The only thing that you interact with is what's in your world, meaning what's in your mind. I can give you several examples, but I'll just give you an easy one. You walk out your house and get in your car. And when you back up, you see a, gra a snake in the grass um, slithering away from your front door where you just came from. From the time you got in your car to the, I mean, from the time you walked out your door to got, get in the car, there was no fear nowhere. You stepped right over the snake and didn't even see it. So because it didn't enter your world, you did not interact with it. But the snake was there in real life. Why didn't it bother you? Because it never came into your world. There's a baby. There's a child being molested right now. Somewhere. I know it is. But the reason you're not upset or disgusted because it's not a part of your world right now. But the fact that I said it may make you feel some kind of way because I, because I at least just introduced the thought into your world. But if I if you, I can go deeper, let's go deeper. Let's 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 go deeper. Good podcast today. Let's go deeper. So. You were raised. Um, by a single father and you're a girl. Your dad raised you to be tough, to be independent and not depend on a man. OK, so in your world, when a man tries to help you, it's defined as him seeing you as weak. That's that's just that's how it is in your world. The guy you meet, he comes from a different world and not it's not because she's weak, but because she's my 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 woman, I need to take care of her. So he's trying to do things for you to make your load heavier. But you think that he's trying to make you he's seeing you as weak. So y'all fight. Why y'all fighting? Because y'all from two different worlds and you have not meshed the two. Right. Seven point eight billion. That this would have be. Seven point eight billion different worlds. So then when you and your partner get together, whatever is going on in your world, they don't know about it unless you speak on it. It has to come out of your mouth. Let me tell you something that's um, beyond, beyond frustrating. 
something that's beyond frustrating is to be in a relationship with your partner and then have things going on in their head that you don't know about. But watch this. That's not the that's not the thing. But that for them to interact what's going on in their head, in their world, they interact with you. They interact with their spouse based on what's going on in their head, not based on who their spouse is, not based on what's going on in the real world, but what's going on in their head. And the spouse has no clue they're coming from that place until you have a conflict. Then the spouse says, hey, I didn't know you thought that. Oh, OK, well, now I see why you said this or that. That makes sense. But then doing that over and over, that's frustrating. You don't know who you're married to. And all of that stems from a lack of vulnerability. So who taught you how to be vulnerable? Who taught you that you should not be vulnerable? And whenever you learned it, because a lot of this stuff is learned in childhood. Here's the question. If you're not a child anymore. And if you cannot rewind life to go back. Why? If you can't rewind life to go back, then why are you still trying to live life on a uh, based on rules and systems that don't fit you anymore? Like you're not a child. You may have needed to operate like that as a child to live. Like to survive in your family of origin, you may have needed to keep your mouth closed. You may have needed to not be vulnerable. Like maybe your siblings would tell you secrets or like whatever the case. But now in your marriage, in your in your in your adult relationship, that doesn't work. So if you don't get on the good foot of changing that, you are going to sabotage your own relationship. Don't do that. I want to strongly encourage you not to do that, right? Because um, if there's one place where you should be able to be safe, it is in your marriage. And if you can't be safe, then y'all need to talk about that too. But we got to get to a place where the fear of man is not a, is not an issue anymore because it's too many, it's too many married folk walking around hiding stuff because they're afraid to say something. And then the flip side of that, the folk who are not afraid to say something, uh, they hold their tongue because the other person can't handle the truth because they're not. So if you're not sharing what's going on with inside of you, then you definitely don't want to hear what I, what I got going on inside of me. So now we can't communicate. We can't connect. We can't talk. But then these same women would be crying and complaining when the cleanup woman come right in and pick up what you put down. Because, um, these four couples I'm talking about, three of them were good men. One of them was, you know, he could have, he could become a good man. He had potential. I believe if, had they come to me early on when they start dealing with their stuff, I could have helped him become a great man and helped them have a great marriage. But they came to me 12 years later. So, um, as you can see, you could probably tell, uh, I'm pretty passionate about this particular topic and the topic of love. Like I said, I should have did. I should have should have named this, you know, who taught you how to love? Because a lot of people think mistakenly think that uh, you can say I love you. 
and act however you, I guess you can say I love you and act however you want to act, but uh, what you say and what you do are not lining up. Love looks a certain way and you cannot define what love is based on what you think you want it to be. You know, no, no. Love looks a certain way. Love is not about you. Love is about the person that you're loving. But guess what? Pride. Pride is about you. Pride is about my needs, my wants, my hurts, my desires. You cannot walk in love and pride at the same time. You're going to do one or the other. And pride's evil twin. Fear. They run together. And so when you walk in fear and pride, pride is at the root of 100 percent of divorces. 100 percent. Pride is at the root. And so um, if you say you love someone, then you need to learn how to love because you can't just say I love you and then treat folk any kind of way. It doesn't work like that. You can't say I love you. But then you see me going the wrong way and you don't say something. Is that how you raise your children? Like you see them going the wrong way, but you won't say anything. God would never do that. God would never do that. And God is love. So what you are doing can't be love. Holding things in, being offended and not sharing, being offended and not. And, and then on top of that, this happened in these relationships too. Laughing and having a good time because they're going on vacations. They're doing a whole lot of different things. All the while, the, the men just think, you know, I mean, yeah, our marriage ain't perfect, but it ain't, you know, it ain't terrible. Right. They gave their marriage a seven or eight. Wife gave their marriage a two. And I would be like, how is it that you are so disconnected from your wife that you don't know she's unhappy? Like and I'm getting I'm going in on the brothers like I'm going in. And then I turn to the wife and come to find out. She admits, yeah, I didn't tell him. What? What? You didn't tell him that your feelings were hurt. You didn't tell him that you didn't like the sex. You didn't tell him that uh, you're tired of cooking. You didn't tell him that you want him to help you clean. You didn't tell him that he was too rough and that, you know, you don't like the way he talks to you. How, how is he going to fix that? How, how is he? How is he going to address any, any of your issues if he don't know about them? Did you think that God was going to telegraph him what he needs to know? This this um, this seems like a pandemic all on its own because it's not just, you know, this issue of vulnerability, but also, like I say, this issue of love and people mistakenly thinking that, um, you know, it's cra it's crazy how people will make valid arguments for invalid reasons. I was just thinking about that. So, so people will say, you know, um, like I love them. And when you love somebody, you're supposed to fight for it. You're not supposed to give up easy. That's true. <laughs> but if they're beating you, I don't believe that's something love wants you to fight for because love does no harm. It, it's it's crazy to me. I have I have I have clients. Are they still clients? 
I, I have I have had clients, I have clients, I have had clients, and I know people who are in abusive relationships and marriages, and they claim they love each other. He loves me, she loves me, but they just do such and such. That ain't love. I am I look, I, I'm not I'm not making it up. It's not my definition of love. It's in the book. It's in the Bible. Love looks a certain way. Love is selfless. All right. So I, I see I'm gonna have to do I'm gonna have to do another podcast on who taught you how to love all by itself because um it deserves its own, it deserves it, it deserves its own platform, right? So, but anyway, I think that's all, you know, I, I just wanted to really bring your awareness to this reality of you have to be vulnerable. If you can't be vulnerable nowhere else, you got to be it in your marriage. And if you can't be in your marriage, y'all need to have a talk and decide if y'all going to like, how y'all going to navigate these waters? Because it, it, it for me, it would be uncomfortable being married to someone I don't know. Right. If you holding in. If I'm doing stuff and you holding it all in and I don't like I'm be like, who are you? Nah, that's 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 inauthentic. It's fake. It's shady. And I need you guys to stop it. Like, stop doing that. And and look, I I, I have empathy for the people who feel like they have to do that because I understand most of the time, it's not coming from a bad place. It's coming from a place of fear. So I, I, I feel bad that something has happened in your life where you have to be afraid to express yourself as an adult in an adult relationship. But me understanding does not change the reality that you got to get over that. Like you got to do the work. And, and speaking of doing the work, let me talk to these people who who think that doing the work is just reading a book or think doing the work is going to a seminar. Listen, stop dragging your feet when it comes to being a better person. If nothing else, get with God. Lord, who, what, what kind of husband or wife you want me to be? Like, stop just expecting folk to expect you as you, accept you as you are. Come on, man. We can do better than that. We can, we can do better than that. Okay. So um, as far as it depends on you, make sure that you operate with a level of integrity and love so that you can be vulnerable and transparent with your partner and you guys can grow closer. Because the thing is, how, how, you can't even have intimacy. Oh, this is good. I just thought about this because they said, you know, I think every one of them, they were having intimacy issues, primarily sexual, but, uh, you know, there was no connection. How is going to be connection if you're hiding? A prerequisite for intimacy is vulnerability. It is a prerequisite. So one of the brothers was complaining, like vehemently complaining about him and his wife being disconnected. It's because she's not being vulnerable. Y'all can't connect. She don't even know who she is. You don't know who she is. She don't know who she is. So how y'all going to connect? How, 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 how are you guys going to have any kind of intimacy with her hiding? And now they can't because they divorced. 
great marriages don't just happen. You have to work at it. But I'm telling you now, no marriage will become great by only one person working on it. And if one person is working on it hard and one person is kind of light working on it, you still won't get there. When are people going to take marriage seriously? They take their career seriously. They'll go to school for 12 years, sit through all kind of whatever, pay all my kind of money for licenses only to get into a marriage and say, well, if they don't do what I like, then I'm out. What? Fight for your marriage. Fight for your connection. Fight for your friendship. Don't be the person that's holding things in, expecting your partner to read your mind. It's unloving. It's unfair. And it's borderline toxic. That's right. I said it. Borderline toxic. That's crazy. Okay. All right. So anyway, I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your week. Um, join me if you're if you're if you're a man join me tonight for manhood mondays or or next monday every monday we do manhood mondays uh, and also this week my challenge is going on so uh you can join today today's the last day if you want to join the challenge today monday it's going to be all week but if you don't get to join then okay great um maybe you can join the next one but listen i pray god's most ridiculous blessings over your life <laughs>